Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. Hi, everybody. Good morning to you. Sunshiny day today. It looks like most of the smoke is gone from those fires off to the west, but not all, but mostly gone. I have uh, arguably the best view in St. George as I look out uh, toward the Red Rocks over here off of Bluff Street and uh, can overlook all of St. George from over here high above Bluff Street. I love it here, and I love this town. Uh, and by the way, congratulations to this town for the uh, effort put forth yesterday uh, in uh, greeting uh, Coop Mount, Cooper Mount, uh, who was uh, killed in action in uh, overseas in Syria. Actually, uh, died in a rollover accident uh, overseas while serving uh, in the armed forces. And uh, the, the town turned out in droves. Uh, really, really proud of St. George for, uh, you know, and, and here's a kid who grew up in Parowan, lived in St. George for a little while. Uh, it's actually going back to Parowan for his burial and everything. Uh, and, you know, it would have been easy to say for us in St. George to say, well, he's not really a St. George guy. Uh, but instead, uh, a good grassroots movement. It was uh, so shared on social media, on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we talked about it on our show here. They got the uh, local government involved, John Pike and, and the gang. And uh, it turned out to be a really, really great moment in St. George. And, you know, we talked about the fact that people are tired of being cooped up and they're tired of being trapped and and uh, you know COVID-19 has got us all just a little bit on edge but for everyone to turn out and really um, show some heart yesterday was was a, a cool thing uh, way to go St. George I'm proud of you guys um, I was uh, just uh, doing some reading uh, last night and today uh, Deseret News put out a uh, editorial it's by their editorial board, so that means that uh, one guy wrote it and everybody else approved it, and they, he doesn't get his name on it. That's usually how those things work. But uh, he said, Utahns need a bit of perspective when it comes to the debate over wearing masks to counter the novel coronavirus. And it goes on to say that uh, uh, Utahns are taking masks seriously, but not seriously enough. And uh, then it cites a BYU study how it says that, that masks are actually really helping to uh, keep the uh, keep the disease from spreading. And uh, it, it's just you know to me it's uh, it's uh, almost a lecture once again on on how uh, naughty we are and how we need to be better. And uh, I just I'm getting tired of being lectured to. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm 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 just getting tired. The, the BLM people are telling me I'm racist and. The uh, mask wearing people are telling me that uh, I shouldn't, you know, I, I, I should be not quite so selfish. And the mask, the anti-mask people are telling me that I'm a sheep if I wear that mask. And it's just like, okay, hold on, back off. Do you know me? Why are you lecturing me? And I know I understand their messages for the, for the greater good and for the public. But I, sometimes it just drives me, it drives me crazy to be lectured to. I'm 54 years old. I'm, aren't I... Maybe a little too old to be lectured to, or am I? Maybe I'm wrong here. Uh, anyway, it's open line Friday, 673-5890 is the phone number. Love to hear from you. I have a soundbite I'm going to play from another radio show, and that's that's you don't do that in radio. You don't play clips from someone else's show. But I was uh, as we were driving around town last night, uh, my wife and I, uh, I, I was listening to KDXU, and Mark Levin was on, and 
uh, he he did about a two-minute spiel that really resonated with me. I'm going to get to that in a minute, but let's go to the phone lines first. Uh, caller, you're on with Andy this morning. Open line Friday. How are you? I'm well. Sorry. Just trying to pull over so I can talk to you. I appreciate it. Uh, so, you know, you just talked about being lectured to, and honestly, that's how I felt yesterday when the mayor was on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the whole thing, he kept talking about how physicians wrote that proclamation, and I'm... In my head, I'm like, if they're the ones writing it, why is their name not on it? And even if they don't want to give their names, at least give us the field of work that they are uh, expert, experts in. I mean, I don't want a bunch of uh, plastic surgeons or uh, you know things of that nature that don't deal with internal medicine telling us that this is the best way to go. I I, I I agree with what you're saying. You don't want a podiatrist telling you how to fix your eye. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to put this. I, I, I see the point of doctors uh, uh, recommending this, but medicine is not one size fits all. And really, are we all, we all really wearing a mask? Is that the best thing for our world right now? I don't know. What do you think? So, well, you know, for those that feel more comfortable wearing a mask or makes them feel better, by all means, you know, that's their choice. That's their right. For those that don't, of us don't want to, that's our right. But, the, you know, it, this whole Mayor Pike thing is just really getting to me. It seems that everything that Mayor Pike touches since he's become mayor is turning farther and farther away from what the, the values of this community used to be. I mean, he's involved in the hospital. They're changing their name out of Dixie. Uh, he's involved with you know the convention center. That's changing. Uh, it, it, as soon as he got into mayor, they changed the logo, which is fine of the city, but they removed the name Dixie out of it. It just makes me. It, I, I have no proof of this. This is pure speculation, but it makes me wonder if he is dipping his hand in the leftist money jar, and things just things have definitely changed. This this city has changed since he has become mayor. Okay. Okay. I appreciate your take. Thanks for the call today. I, you know, I, I don't know that I completely agree. I, I, I tend to, and I've said this before on this show, I tend to take people at, at, at face value. I think instead of money and being involved in anything like that, I, I think Mayor Pike is more uh, trying to please everybody. And, and some politicians do that. But unfortunately, when you try to please everybody, a lot of times you end up pleasing nobody. That's kind of what the, the vibe I'm getting right now from uh, from from John Pike is he's trying to make everyone happy. And, and I don't blame him. I've done that at times in my life, you know, I try to make, you know, family members happy and, you know, try to make your kids happy at the same time while making your wife happy at the same time while making the neighbor happy. That, that doesn't necessarily work very often. Let's go back to the phone lines. Caller, you're on with Andy. Open line Friday. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. What's on your mind? Hey, I just want to add to what this your previous caller said. I was going to say some of those things also. But let me just say yes about Mayor Pike yesterday is he actually lied a little bit. He he said that the, well, he went to that parade that was organized by a student. He, what he didn't say was that that student happens to be part of the Black Life Matters. Hmm. I mean, he, this guy is here to do what he did to organize that. And also... Uh, he said, well, we need to communicate. You don't communicate with Marxists. You don't sit down with them. They're, not, they're bent on destroying our Constitution, our country as, as we know it. So Mayor Park, Pike, look what he's done. I agree with what the other caller said about it. He, he wants to change. He wants to take the D off of all these things. He was on. 
he was on the uh, council when they took that statue away uh, from the, from Dixie uh, or from the state Dixie State. So he he and also on the man, I'm in my seventies. I'm closer to eighty than I am seventy. Mm-hmm. I don't, if if a if a young person can't give the COVID the virus to a a teacher, they're not going to give it to me, and I'm not going to give it to them because they can't get it anyway. So why are we wearing masks for around here? Grandparents not being able to talk to their grandkids without having a mask. That's stupid. Uh, you know, they're going to die saying, oh, I never got to see the mouth of my grandkid or my grandparents or anything like that. So this mask, you know, it's, it's killing us. It's killing everybody. You're breathing your same oxygen. I mean, it's dumb, but, yeah, I, I, I'm just opposed to this thing that these mayors did. And I hope when we have elections that that's brought up is, do you support masks or not? So we, let the people decide if we want to wear masks or not. So here's All right. my thoughts. Well said. Thank you. Thank you for the phone call. I appreciate that. Let's uh, keep it going. Uh, back to line one. Uh, Seth, what's up? How are you today? Yeah, I'm going to change the, the mayor's uh, slogan. I listen and do whatever I want. <laughs> I hear an ambulance I'm really good at listening, but I'm just going to do, uh, you can talk all you want, and I'm going to listen. I'm going to remember, but I'm, I'm going to do whatever suits me and, and promotes my future. And so uh, that's not why I called about. Uh, I, uh, I've been having a dream uh, for three nights about lightning and fires and explosions. Okay, that's uh, that's apropos considering the uh, tinderbox we're sitting on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's no lightning and no clouds, right? Not yet. Ah, uh, okay. So uh, I was gonna. I usually take my walk in the morning up toward our water tank on this side, and then uh, something happened, and I didn't go, and so I took a hike up, and I was above that water tank uh, uh, doing some exploring, and something um, caught my attention, and I turned toward the Red Butte um, power station that's back uh, near on the West Mountain, adjacent to the water tank and adjacent to the compressor station and adjacent to a gas metering station. Okay. And I noticed an explosion that sort of shocked, hit me uh, in the chest. Is this, this is in your, in your dream still? No. No, this is real life. Mm-hmm. Okay, quickly, please. Got, got all the lines. Last right night. Okay. So about sunset and, uh, Lo and behold, a 25-foot diameter uh, fireball came out of the middle of that station, uh, created like a mushroom cloud, and uh, um, a a tremendous uh, explosion, and we had all kinds of people. Now, has that been reported on the news? This is the first I've heard of it. Are you serious? A 25-foot fireball? For sure. Black and orange. And then as it exploded, uh, ground fires erupted, uh, leading to uh, what I think is a transformer. Now, a transformer is bathed in oil to keep it it cool. And so ground fires erupted, and uh, uh, the fire department showed up, but they couldn't get in the gate, or they didn't want to get in the gate, so there was all kind of vehicles all the neighbors and stuff, 
uh, gathered on the hilltops to see what was going on, and I had firsthand seat because I saw the actual explosion. Wow. And, and, and what, so, what's the ultimate uh, result? What happened? Oh, as far as I, not a word. I, I hiked up there again this morning to take a look. Everything was gone. And I think these things are on autopilot. Hmm. I don't think there's a soul around. I think maybe somebody has to come 20, 50, 100 miles or pushes a button in Salt Lake City. That is, that is bizarre. And I think that's sort of dangerous to think that there is a compressor station that is adjacent to it. And there's a metering station for the gas lines with all those power lines going in. And, of course, those lines are going to California and Las Vegas. That's a recipe for disaster for sure. It is. And during the CERT training, they did tabletop exercises indicating that if something was going to happen in Central, it's going to happen right there. Wow. So, wow, wow, wow. fire is out, and it's safe to come to the farmer's market tomorrow because I'll be on guard. Okay, thank you, Seth. It is, uh, well, let's go to line two. Caller, you're on with Andy. What's up? Hey, so with Mayor Pike, he sits on the board of Select Health. Who provides, and this is an honest question, who provides the health insurance for St. George City? I don't know that. Is it Select Health? I, I would, I, I, if it is, I, he'd be benefiting from it financially. So to me, that would be a conflict of interest. I know, I know it provides for the hospital. Select Health provides the insurance over there. The hospital is very well tied in. So Mayor Pike is on the board there. Hmm. The old saying goes, you get your hand in the honey pot, sometimes it's going to get caught. I would really like for people to look into where is Mayor Pike benefiting from being on the board of Select Health. He's been with IHC since the 90s. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how that, if there's a conflict of interest with him being a mayor and providing any services, where is he financially benefiting from? Because it doesn't matter who, who the mayor is. That should be illegal. And you shouldn't be mayor if you're doing that or give up your job on Select Health Board. I'm, I'm very curious. So these questions have never been answered. And I've been asking them for quite a while now. Hmm. So some clarification would be nice. So, okay. Well, you know what? Guys. Yeah, thanks for the call. Maybe we can have you call when the mayor's on and just say, uh, what's your relationship? And he, he's usually pretty forthcoming. I don't think John Pike is a liar, by the way. Someone said that, said that he lied a little bit. I don't think he's a liar. And if he, you know, if he made a mistake, I think it was an honest mistake. Uh, I don't think he's financially benefiting from it. But you know what? Nowadays, nothing would surprise me. <laughs> and I, I don't think it's true, but, you know, I think the possibilities are there. Let's go, uh, let's go back to line one. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. What's up? Hey, good morning. How are you? Morning. What's on your mind? Um, when Seth was just talking, I don't want to scare anybody, but, Seth, there's some massive uh, natural gas pipelines running from the north right straight through the desert toward Vegas and stuff that come... They're a little least of you, but uh, how, how yeah, big? Is, how big is massive? Well, it's it, it's putting natural gas into Vegas. Go figure. I mean, they're they want to put more gas lines, and I think they should have them. So mm. we're self sufficient and all that good stuff. But this, this these transformers that are getting so hot with the heat and stuff is the reason that probably blew. And that's just a natural occurrence. I wouldn't even upset me. It's probably over and done with now. That's probably why that place is out there by itself. 
Mm. Yeah, the, these wildfires, that's not, they're no fun. No. Anyway, you have a wonderful weekend. Okay. I'll let the UFO chase you up the open road now. Okay. Thanks for the call today. I appreciate it. Six seven three five eight nine zero is the phone number if you want to get involved in the show. Sure love to have you. It's open line Friday. I do have a, this soundbite I want to p- play from the Mark Levin show. Uh, I've made no I've made no bones about it. I've been pretty neutral on the mask thing, and it's not because I'm trying to be Switzerland here and remain neutral and try to keep everybody happy. It's because I really haven't quite sorted out my feelings on the whole thing. I mean, my gut tells me uh, right off the bat, don't make me wear a mask. I don't think I should have to wear a mask. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I hear people talk, well, it's not for you. You wear a mask so that your germs won't spread. You don't know if you're sick. Your germs won't spread to other people. The debate rages on not only in society but inside of my heart, inside of my head. It's like, well, you know, I, I don't want to get – I don't want to be the guy responsible if someone gets very sick, maybe even dies. I don't want that to be my fault. No way. But by the same token, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't – uh, and this this audio clip I'm going to play, I'm going to do it right after the weather because we've got weather coming up in uh, about two minutes. This audio clip I'm going to play uh, addresses the fact that COVID-19, although a significant number of people have died in this country, compared to some other things, it's percentages of the other things, one of which is cancer. Two, nearly two million people were diagnosed with cancer last year. And 600-plus thousand of them died from cancer last year. We're seven months into this pandemic. Well, we're yeah, about seven months into this pandemic. Uh, really, five, four or five months that it's been recognized as what it really is. And we're at 150,000 deaths in the U.S., or 160, I guess they said this morning. That is, what is that, uh, one-fifth, one-sixth of the number of cancer deaths from last year? And, uh, okay, all right, let's extrapolate it out another five months and say we get to 250. That's still less than half of the people that died from cancer and, and less than the people that died from heart disease last year. So, you know, as, as I get ready to play this, this, this clip, um, I, I just want you to keep that in mind that this thing has become it's become a monster it's 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 exaggerated it's i mean every single newscast is oh, the number is this this many people have contracted it or this many people have died from it and it's like well, well how many people have recovered from it how many people got it and and didn't know they had it how many people got it and never got hospitalized had minor symptoms I don't know. That's that's the thing that I think about, and that that, I, that you know, as I mean, I understand we want to be safe, and certainly if you're in a high risk category, you should you know make make every effort to be safe. But at the same time, I'm like, what are they doing to us? What are they doing to our society? People are losing their jobs. People are losing their identities. People are losing their reason to live, and they're and they're acting on that, and uh, that is frustrating. It's 9.33 on a Friday morning. Thanks for tuning into the program today. I'm Andy Griffin, and it's a beautiful day in Utah's Dixie. I'll always use that name. Nobody can make me stop saying Dixie. Uh, You know, uh, I've been waiting for 
the passion to serve when it when it comes to this whole COVID nineteen and the and the and the feelings I have and I've been quite frankly I, I it hasn't it hasn't really struck me yet I I mean I I didn't lose my job so I I've worked in fact I've worked more hours during the COVID nineteen than normally uh, so so I didn't have that to play off of. Um, I'm basically a homebody. I don't I don't socialize a ton. My my social life is hanging out with my wife and kids at home and occasionally going to the store. Not a movie goer, not a, really a concert guy, stuff like that. Uh so that wasn't really taken away from me uh, when it comes to COVID-19. Uh even the mask thing, uh you know, I mean how often do you go to Costco, right? Once a month maybe. Uh, some people more than that, I guess. But for me, it was once a month, so I had to wear a mask at Costco. Uh, Walmart, you know, they required masks, and then they backed off of it and said, but if you don't want to wear one, we won't say anything. Um, so for me, it, COVID-19 hasn't been that inconvenient, if I can put it that way. It it hasn't affected my life that much, Um the biggest factor was when it first broke. Uh, my my parents, who are who are uh, older, uh, you know, the first little while we they asked us if we would not come visit, and then uh, for a little while after that, we uh, visited. We stayed outside. They stayed inside. Um, and then my mom got really sick, and um, she passed away. Uh, still, still tough to talk about that because it's only been a few weeks, but. Um, you know, as she started to get sicker, she expressed the fact that she wanted us to be around her. And who can blame her? She's, you know, she's, she knew she was on her last days. And she basically said, please come and visit me. I don't care if it means my life is shorter or whatever. Please come and visit me. And so we did. And I am grateful that I had that time that, you know, in her last days to, to spend time with her and, uh, and be a part of, of her moving on to the next life. I'm grateful for that. Now, um, again, COVID-19 didn't, I mean, it, it affected me a little, but not a lot. And so I was still kind of, I'm still kind of waiting for the passion of it all to hit. What am I passionate about? What, what gets me on this? Last night, I was driving around with my wife. And uh, as always, my state, my uh, radio is tuned to 890 KDXU, of course. And, um, it was during the Mark Levin show. Now, if you've listened to Mark Levin, you know he's an excitable guy. Mark Mark Levin gets pretty fired up on the radio, uh, and, and you know that that's that's his thing, and, and and I love it. I love that he's fired up. Sometimes I just kind of roll my eyes like, oh, here he goes again, you know. Uh, but but most of the time I'm like, yeah, you know, good for you, Mark. You know, and get people fired up. Maybe we can save this country and keep the uh, crazy far left people from taking this thing over. Whatever. Uh, I, I'm just I'm just glad that he's passionate about. It. I'm I, I'm passionate about certain things as well. There are there are topics that get me fired up. You know, right to life. Uh, these these uh, these abortionists. Uh, these people. The Planned Parenthood. And it's I mean, just oh, it makes me angry. I I feel like that. Uh, there's a black mark on the soul of the United States of America that we've let abortion be legal for as long as we've let it be legal. And I'm passionate about that. Uh, you know, there's some topics that uh, the operation underground railroad and child trafficking, uh, that kind of stuff I get fired up about. And, and, and I'm, I'm glad to have people on my show and I'm glad to help them promote their events. 
there are other topics. Uh, I think it's very important uh, that we support things, things like the Alzheimer's Association. Mike Miller and the guys do a great job uh, here in town of uh, uh, raising awareness, of uh, explaining things to us. But as far as COVID-19, I was, I was lacking that passion. But then I heard this. Now, it's not really great form to play clips from someone else's radio show on your, <clears throat> on your radio show. But this was good. It's only about two minutes long. This is Mark Levin. Last night, it was just before 7 o'clock. Listen to this. The U.S. population is 330 million. And in five months, the number of deaths was 130,000. The number of deaths as a percentage of the entire population is 0.03939%. Compared to the number of cancer cases diagnosed in 2019, 1,762,000 cases Nearly two million. and wow. 607,000 deaths, one of them being my mother. So he's saying, there we have 607,000 deaths deaths. This doesn't seem far-fetched because it's happening before our eyes, a very well-orchestrated plan or an unimaginable set of events that just seem to fall into place with the United States front and center. Scare people with a virus, force them to wear masks, and place them in quarantine. Okay, are you you with me so far on this one? He's talking about the comparison of deaths from COVID-19, which through May was 130,000. In the same time, the deaths from cancer, uh, last year it was almost 2 million. So you figure five months into this year, the uh, number is going to be, you know, close to a million, three quarters of a million. That's, uh, what is that, six times, five or six times COVID-19 deaths. All right, he continues. Count the number of dead every second of every day in every news headline. And by the way, 99 uh, and eight-tenths of the people who get the virus recover. About one to two-tenths of one percent who get the virus die. Most of them have other medical problems. Did you catch that? Less than half of a percent pass away. Closed businesses, that is 35 million people instantly unemployed. Yeah, now he starts outlining the effects of COVID-19 not having to do with the disease, but having to do with what they've done to us because of the disease. Remove entertainment, prohibit recreation, Closed parks, gyms, bars, restaurants, and sports. No dating, no touching. Isolate people. Dehumanize them. Close temples and churches. Prohibit worship. Create a vacuum and let depression, anxiety, hopelessness, and desperation set in. Then ignite hatred and civil unrest, creating a civil war. Empty the prisons because of the virus and fill the streets with criminals. Send in Antifa to vandalize property as if they are freedom fighters. Undermine the law, riot, loot, attack all law enforcement, but tell government to order a stand down. Then defund law enforcement, abolish police. We're all being played by those who want to destroy America. This is how you destroy a nation from within, and in a very short order. Will it work? I guess it depends on you and me. Election day is coming. That fired me up. I've, I, I got the passion finally. I'm like, w- really? That's what it's about right now. It's not the freedom to wear a mask or not to wear a mask. It's the freedom to be, the freedom to do what you want to do. And isn't that right now, 
in our world, isn't that the most precious gift of freedom to live in America, the America that I grew up with, the America that you grew up with? And for me, I'm just like, you know, I was waiting for that spark. And when Mark Levin started talking about everything they're taking away, all they're doing to us, and it's all coming from people, I'm not talking about locally, but I'm talking about these, these, these national uh, agendas, people who don't like America, people who think America's not good. And man, I got, I got fired up. And I, I'm sitting there in a car, and I'm I'm. I'm on a soapbox and my wife's like, settle down. It's just me. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not just you. I'm, I'm talking about freedom. I'm talking about America. I'm talking about all the effects of everything else in this world that hurt people. And we're so caught up in this little virus that is relatively harmless. And I got fired up. And my wife had to tell me to shut up after a little while. Caller, you're on with Andy. Open light Friday. What's on your mind? Well, hey, that's what wives are for. <laughs> check, right? Tell us when to shut up. Yep. Hey, I just had a couple, couple little things. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't listened to you in a while, so maybe you've covered all this. But why is it that Utah, or maybe they are, but I don't think Utah is using public TV as a, as a education resource. Are they, like, holding classes or anything? You know, they talk about so much of the population doesn't have high-speed Internet and so forth. Boy, that's Why don't a, they use the PBS channel? I don't think they are. That's a great question. I, I don't know who we would talk to about that, but that's something that should be brought up. Good point. That's just like a wasted resource, I think. Yeah. And then uh, I read the RJ every morning from Vegas, and I think it was yesterday they said that they are going to use the schools. They're going to open them to feed the kids, but not to hold classes. Really? What? <laughs> what is the difference? <laughs> Seriously, you, know, you got proximity issues. Uh, you know, I would think that lunchtime would be the the hardest thing to plan out and cope. Yeah, but and then it then it uh, appeared, and then I thought about this the other day. You got planes leaving Vegas, Salt Lake, St. George, whatever. Some of them fill the capacity, and you go up in this tube, and you're up there for two, three hours, half hour, whatever, you're sitting elbow to elbow. But they won't let you sit in a church. Yeah, yeah. No, no worship. To make it, yeah, I, I think they ought to make it so that they can't. The planes can't take off. You know, if if you can't. I mean, I don't even go to church. <laughs> but it just it seems like a, a weird dichotomy. You ought to have the anyway, right to if you wanted to. Yep. Yep. I just wanted to throw that stuff out. Awesome. Thank you for the call today. Very very much appreciated. Let's go to line three. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. What's on your mind? Happy Friday, Andy. Happy Friday to you. We made it. <laughs> Weekend is also close. Oh, okay, COVID-19. Uh, a while ago, I made a prediction, and uh, maybe I'll be right. And, in fact, some Democrat operative just recently kind of encouraged that I could be right. I was telling people coronavirus is going to disappear come November. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some Democrat operative was being interviewed somewhere. I can't remember his name, but he flat out said it. Regardless of how the election goes, coronavirus, COVID, be done in November. I think you're right. I, I, I think it will be. If not by itself, I think it'll... They, Dr. Blodgett came on, and he was very confident that the vaccine would very soon be ready to knock it out completely. I was impressed with what he said. But uh, it might it may go away by itself. 
Well, I'm thinking more of the political part of it. <laughs> because, seriously, this all revolves around November. Everything that's coming out of the establishment and the deep state and the left mm. all revolves around November. Yeah. And how convenient to, like Levin said, you know, just decimate everything with this, you know, use this excuse. Uh, what was it? Um, I'm trying to remember that guy's name. Was it, uh, was it Eric Holder? Never let a good crisis go to waste. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and the last time I checked, Eric Holder was not a Republican or a conservative in any way, shape, or form. And in fact, I think, wasn't he uh, Obama's attorney general? Yes, he was. Yep. Wow, uh, interesting. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, uh, I, to me, the mask is like a muzzle. Mm-hmm. So, and apparently Germans feel the same way, because I guess they had a big protest over there recently telling the, the government, you're not going to muzzle us, referring to masks. Yeah. Um, but uh, to me, if the government is this involved with it, I don't trust it. Mm. Because they have the longest track record of being wrong and using stuff for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, I... You look at it. Every time the government gets involved in something, they do it for power and control. And that's and that's not American. That's you know, you go back to the way America was founded. We were trying to get away from power and control. That, I mean, that's the whole point of the Constitution. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the left and the uh, uh, Marxists and whatever you want to call them have spent 200 years trying to abolish it and get us back to the <laughs> global norm. Mm. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's well, It's got me fired up finally. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and I said it before, and I will say it again. Um, if we want this coronavirus gone by the end of next week, President Trump comes out, declares it such a tragic national emergency that we have to lock down everything. There will be no presidential election, you know, shut down all elections. We can't even mail ballots because we can't endanger people with contaminated ballots. So we just have to shut it down. We can't even do mail-in. It is that dangerous. Everybody on the left is right. Mm. Watch how fast this would disappear. It would take a 180, wouldn't it? Oh, overnight. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, We'll go uh, right back to uh, line one. Caller, you're on. Thanks for being patient. What's on your mind? Yes. Good morning, Andy. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good to hear your voice. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, thanks for playing Mark Levin. I felt that was was excellent. Thank you. What more can you say with what Mark Levin, you know, articulated? Sharp guy, for sure. Yes. Also, I... One little thing last night on on the news, I saw in Portland that they had a big barn fire going, throwing Bibles, burning mm-hmm. Bibles. Yeah, yeah. Barn fire. So that, oof, that's a big red line to me. Like, oh my goodness, not, not good. I not think good. I think our president's shown great restraint in not sending the troops in and fixing that situation because I think I would have done that. Yes, yes, just yes. I agree and. But the whole Black Lives Matter thing, there again, with uh, what you were pointing out earlier, I think Mayor Pike, yes, unfortunately, trying to people-please too much, all mm-hmm. sides. Mm-hmm. And I called in when this was first going on, and I, I remember I was saying that we need to push back. This needs to be pushed back against. And 
I, I feel that there's a, a lot of good citizens in the in our own city here that might have gone down to that protest because they're kind of uninformed. They just kind of he- see the poster flash of it all, and they might be a little naive themselves and not knowing exactly what they're what they're supporting there. But with that said, yeah, it's Marxist communism, and that they hate America. And remember when this first got going in New York a couple of years back? It was something like. Uh, roast the pigs like bacon and burn them in a blanket or something like that or roast the cops something like that but that was ground zero that's what it's all about you know to to destroy the police so why why would you want to support that anyway all right thanks for the call good to talk to you thanks andy see you later what is wrong with liking the things the way they were what's you know, I, hark- I, wasn't, I wasn't alive in the 50s. A lot of you were. I wasn't alive in the 50s. Uh, and, and I was born in the 60s. Uh, but, but I was raised with the values of the old country, of, of the United States in the 50s, the post-World War II values. And what's wrong with that? Our country was great. We were, the, we were the knights in shining armor, the white knight that rescued the world when it came to World War II. What's wrong with that? All right, uh, caller, you're on with Andy. What's up this morning? Hi, I love how you've gotten fired up this morning. <laughs> Thank and I love you. that clip of Mark Levin. Is there a way you can share that on your Facebook page, or can you tell us where you um, got that clip from? I will put it up on our on our KDXU page and on Facebook as soon as this show's over. Well, as soon as I have a meeting with the boss after that, I will put it up. Okay? Awesome. Thank you. It was great. Thank you. Thanks for the call today. Let's go to line two. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. Open line Friday. What's on your mind? Hey, Andy. I came in kind of late, but I uh talking about this corona. I, I love stuff from the news, and I'm thinking, I only wear a mask here now because somebody makes me go into a store. I have to wear one. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I just don't buy this stuff. And people need to understand this could be our last opportunity to vote. It really could. Yeah. There may not be any more. You're right. There's no, there's no, no elections under socialist and Marxist. They don't vote. Wow, what a perspective that that really put brings things home when you when you put it that way. It's like, wow, wait a minute, I better, I better get out there and and you know counteract all these flaming liberals that are going to vote. You know, they're going to vote, so we better well, get out and, yeah, and do and our part. And I've heard people call in to another radio guy comes on after you, and one guy has got seven ballots. This was in California. Hmm. He's got seven ballots already mailed to him. Um, his people that used to live in that house, and you know, but he, he was counting, and he had seven. And I'm thinking, oh boy, <laughs> Utah runs it pretty good for the most part. Yeah, uh, I think we still have ID requirements. At least I hope so. And they have a machine that compares the signatures, which isn't great, but it's better than you know, better than you know anything else. Right, and I'm not big on mail-in, but I get a mail-in ballot, but I don't mail it. I drive down there, I either walk in and give it to them, or I drop in their drop-off. I did the same thing, yeah. I, I yeah. A good call on that one. All right, hey, yeah. I, I, need to, I need to go. Thanks for the call today. <laughs> Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. What's on your mind? Are you there? It's me. Yeah, that's you, it's yep. Me. 
sorry about that. I wanted to uh, um, comment uh, on, uh, I'm a baby boomer. I was around in the 50s. Uh And when I was in the fifth and sixth grade, I remember watching, oh, and I'm, I'm not from Utah. I, I grew up in the Midwest. Okay. I remember watching on the news uh, that President Eisenhower had, uh, nas- federalized the Arkansas National Guard to protect half a dozen kids who wanted to attend Little Rock Central High School. That's right. You know, and I remember going on vacation with my family, traveling to the south and seeing signs, white-only signs. Mm. And um, uh, I guess the, there have been a lot of change, a lot of improvement. Um, and the problem I have is that you would think there hadn't been one bit of progress. Yeah. Well, that's what they want you to think. Yeah. And going to, by the way, I also wanted to comment on the changing the Dixie name. Mm-hmm. There was a group in the Washington County Parade, Fair Parade, the other night supporting keeping the name. Don't let them tell us what to do. And I, uh, you know, I get changing the convention center name, but I do not get changing the name of the hospital. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. just to... All right. Awesome. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. So, uh, yeah, and I think, obviously, I think everybody on this show knows my position on Dixie. The spirit of Dixie is, is something that means very, is a very special meaning to all of us that live here. And uh, changing the name, changing the hospital, I mean, we don't know. It's a private business. They, you know, they call it whatever they want, I guess. They could call it Monkey Hospital. I don't know, whatever. Change it to whatever you want. But uh, they'll never take the spirit of Dixie away from St. George, Utah. I've got to get a quick commercial break in. When we come back, we'll continue with your calls. It's Open Line Friday. Stay with me. Joe Shoney is a local loan consultant focusing on customer service. Incredible. 405 reviews online. He averages 4.92 out of five stars. A couple of them recently. Damon says, great working with Joe and his team. Five stars. Michael says, completed, or excuse me, fast and efficient. Five stars. Brock said, great to work with. Always willing to make sure we understood what was happening. Highly recommended. Five stars. Joe Shoney. Give him a call today. 435-590-6300. Getting late in the hour. It's uh, 6.57. Let's take a call or two. Caller, you're on with Andy on Open Line Friday. What's up? Morning, Andy. Morning. Did you know Mark Levin wears a mask when he goes out in public? I did not know that. He does. He said it on his show several times. Hmm. But his mask is no good. <laughs> really? Is he it... said 0.03, right? Yeah. It's He's way off. It's 0.0003. He, he left out two zeros. Oh, did he? Yeah. That's the number of deaths in the yeah, United States? In other words, three out of every 10,000 people. Yeah. Yeah, not not but very not high numbers. 0.03 is 3%. He, he, when I heard him say that the other day, I said, the guy's nuts. He I, thought he said, no I thought he said 0.03%, which would make it... Uh, then three-tenths of one, yeah, well, anyway, yeah. I guess the the major point is that the odds of you actually passing away from COVID-19 are not not very high. Three out of 10,000 people. Yep, yep. Awesome. You got anything okay. else? So his mask no good, but he does wear a mask when he goes out. Oh, that's interesting. All right, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 
you know, and, and I'm going to wear a mask. If I, if I go to, to a place that they require masks, I'll put a mask on because they require it. They're a private business. And if I choose to shop there, then I'll wear a mask and I'm not going to make a fuss about it. I'm not going to be one of those guys. You can't make me. I'm not going to be like that, but I will tell you this, uh, COVID-19 is overblown and overhyped. Somebody called me on that a few weeks ago. I said that, and they said, oh, come on, people are dying. You have no heart for the people that are dying. I do have heart for the people that are dying. But I can tell you this, on almost, not all, but on almost all of the people that have passed away from COVID-19, they had another medical condition, probably a medical condition that was a bigger factor of them dying than COVID-19. It just, it maybe pushed them over the edge, but... I got to tell you, folks, you know, why aren't we why aren't we carrying banners and, and, and making a big deal of cancer or heart disease or lung disease? Or, those are the top three killers. Uh, you know, why, why is COVID-19 getting the special treatment? I mean, we, we live I, I've, I grew up believing that life should be fair and I understand it's not fair. OK, whatever. You know, rich people get what, more, better, whatever. Fine. But. I believe there should be, we should strive for fairness. And it's not fair that COVID-19 has grabbed all these headlines that every newscast you hear, they give the death tally number and they give the number of cases that, you know, the percentages and things. Every newscast, it's, it's, it's right in your face. That's not fair. It's not fair that COVID-19 is special. It's like that spoiled little kid, you know, maybe only had, maybe the only kid in a family. They don't, it doesn't deserve special treatment.